Hey there, homies. This is Sarah. And I'm Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. Hello. This will be the day after the Super Bowl. Hopefully people aren't hungover. Hopefully you will, like, have died and gone to heaven after the halftime show, though. I mean, I don't really care about the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch a halftime show and that's it. Because, duh. But I am super excited about the new Euphoria episode on HBO Sunday night. Because, obviously, we're recording... Before Sunday. Righto. Yeah. Um, I know I did a little edit intro to last week's episode about Travis Haley that I, you know, tried to get the word out about him on his accident, but he did not make it. Real quick about that, I am super fucking pissed at the Louisville Metro Police Department because they failed him so bad. He left home around 4. His car accident was called into the police about 4.30, 4.45. They responded at 5.30, marked it as a no injury, and left. And he sat outside for days until hypothermia got him. And that's why he fucking died, not his injuries. Where did they find him? Like a mile from the car. Oh, he walked a long ways. Or shuffled or crawled or something. But yeah. Which... A mile, I mean, you could easily do in a short amount of time, but you're disoriented. He's got it's cold. He lost a shoe in the accident because it was still in the car. So was his phone. So obviously, he had a concussion or his phone was broken or something. Like, yes, if you're right minded enough to stay with your vehicle if you crash, like that way people can find you, cool. But if you're knocked around and you're not with it, like, what? I, I don't know. It's just still, I'm pissed. I'm super fucking pissed that this kid died. Because they're like, oh, yeah, no injury, and left. And then didn't even tell the owners of the vehicle. But they don't know that there was no injury because... They didn't fucking find him. They didn't look. They didn't... Exactly. They didn't get a helicopter or anything out until late Saturday, two days later. That's so sad. Yeah. So I'm I'm super fucking pissed about it, and I'm going to not let it go, but... Everybody should be pissed about that. My little soapbox rant done. Ashley has a story for us. I do. And today we're going to travel down to Alabama. So this story starts on Monday, March 2nd, 2020 in Hayden, Alabama, where beautiful 32-year-old Brianna Nugent Nix was on her way home after working a 12-hour shift at Princeton Hospital in Birmingham, Alabama, where she had been a nurse there for 12 she had been a nurse for 12 years. Mm. She arrived home around 8 a.m. that morning, and by noon, actually 12.23 to be exact, her husband Steve was calling Brianna's sister, Brittany Nugent, and said very nonchalantly, Hey, what's up? Hey, what are you doing? He then said, Well, you better get over here. Your your sister has done tried to kill herself. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, just called her, What are you doing? Then, you know, she's like, I'm at work and eating lunch. 
well, you better get over here. Your sister done tried to kill herself. So Brittany tried to get over there as fast as she could. Normally, it would take her about 25 minutes, but she was running red lights so she could get there just as fast as she could. Now, her husband, Stephen, Brianna's husband, Stephen, called 911 at 12.12 p.m. Told him that his wife was passed out in the bathtub and first responders arrived at 12.14. The station is located 30 seconds away. Wait, I'm sorry. Do that numbers again. Okay. 12.12, he called 911. Uh-huh. 12.14, so two minutes later, first responders arrived. Jesus, that was fast. They're 30 seconds away. So by the time okay. they get... Yeah, Whatever. no. That's why I was like, wait a minute. Did you mean like 1240? No, 1214. Okay, that was so fast. Okay, cool, cool. Two minutes. Yep. But when they got there, Stephen's parents were already there, along with his uncle, who happens to work for the Blount County Sheriff's Department. Oh. First responders also found Brianna's body on the floor, not in the bathtub. Okay. By the time Brittany arrived at her sister's house, emergency responders were already trying to revive Brianna. But Brittany noticed that Brianna's husband, Stephen, was a little bit more focused on trying to remove garbage from the bathroom, where paramedics were trying to save his wife's life. And from interviews that I've seen of Brittany, Mm. she said he, he was stepping over paramedics, trying to get this garbage, like, in their way. Okay. Police asked Stephen to unlock his wife's phone, but he refused to provide them the code. Thankfully, Brittany knew the code and gave it to the police, and they unlocked her phone, and it opened up to a Facebook video that Brianna had been watching. Stephen claimed to have found fentanyl vials and needles in her purse and underwear drawer in the following days after her death. Also, paramedics found an 18-gauge needle in the sink that had a little bit of blood in it in the same bathroom. So the needles that were found in her house were 18 and 25-gauge in size, which are apparently way larger than needles used to do drugs. Yeah. And I I know nothing about do it. I can't. Nope, I can't. I can't even watch it. Um, But according to Brianna's mom, that evidence wasn't there just the day prior when she was there looking for funeral clothes for her daughter. So they were at the house going through her drawers Mm -hmm. trying to find clothes. Okay. Nothing was there. Okay. But then a few days later, Stephen was walking around the house showing Brittany, like, leading her where to find stuff. Like, he knew where it was. Okay. A friend of Brianna asked Stephen to send a photo of the vials and he sent it and she checked it with the princeton medical center where brianna worked to see if the same vial to see if it was the same vial that they stocked it wasn't okay because if she worked at a hospital and if she was a drug user yeah she would be taking vials there was not the same also remember brianna was a nurse for 12 years she's not going to use an 18 gauge needle to inject herself Apparently, those needles are used for transferring medicine from one vial to another, not for injecting any type of drug into your body. Mm. 
And then also, according to Brianna's family, Stephen's behavior was super strange. I guess at the funeral, he was just not, he was texting the whole time. Oh, classy. Just not there. All right. So before the funeral, Brittany went to the funeral home to do her sister's hair and makeup. She noticed bruises all over her sister's body. They looked fresh, and there were defensive bruises on her hands. Now, there's also bruises on her and fingernail prints on her feet, but not like they weren't like someone was dragging the body okay. or her. Mm. It was more like they were hold, like in a way that someone would hold her down okay. by her feet. There were over 80 needle puncture wounds on her body. All of them were new. Jesus. And some were in places where Brianna would not have been able to reach with her dominant hand. There were no old track marks. Mm. But her death was ruled an accident by a combination of several drugs that were all prescribed to her. But there was a large amount of fentanyl and almost twice the amount that would be lethal. So how would you, if you were doing, if you were injecting yourself with fentanyl, you would, and if there was twice the amount that would be lethal. Uh How fast acting is that? Fentanyl is very quick acting. Okay. Apparently. So yeah, how would you have gotten anywhere but the exact position that you just injected yourself with it? Exactly. And why would there be 80 new puncture wounds on you? Uh Uh-huh. And if it would have knocked you out and killed you, why would there be more? Yeah. Suspicious. I mean, 1,700 red flags. 80 red flags, actually. We haven't got to the red flag. I mean, yes. I mean, we can count the red flags. Mm -hmm. And then just two days after Brianna's death, Stephen was seen with someone he had cheated on Brianna with. And months later, she moved in with Stephen. So instead of grieving the loss of his wife, he's already with someone else. <laughs> he refused to also let the sheriff's office search his truck, and he refused to let them have his phone. Now, according to Facebook, their Facebook page, mm-hmm. there are messages that are posted on there of him asking a company to detail his truck right after this. <sighs> and... Everything is on their Facebook page, honestly. Like, there really isn't, like, without them Uh providing this information, no one would know about it. Nobody. Right. Right. There are, they are trying to get the autopsy. Uh Uh-huh. And they will not give it to them. I don't understand. I don't understand. I mean, I do, but, like, I don't get how they just are like, oh, yeah, it was an accidental death. I know you're not Remember, done Well, I, honestly, that is the information that about her death is what that's out there. Now I have a lot of facts to go through from right. what they said. But remember, Stephen's uncle is on the Blount County Sheriff's Department. Yeah. And that day he was actually, like, he was supposed to be doing something else. So the fact that he made it there and his parents made it there mm-hmm. before. Well, that just says he called them first. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's. And he did not call Brittany until 1223. Yeah. Until after. After all. Well, of after had... everything. Yeah. Cause you said she got there and they were trying to revive her. So like, yeah. 
So here is Dickweed. what they are. What's his fucking name again? Stephen Nick. Stephen. And I like the name Stephen, but <laughs> this Stephen. Now, no one has been, obviously, charged with her. Like, it's not even ruled a murder. Right. So it is an accidental, accidental overdose. So, here are the facts. Brianna was found in her bathroom by her husband four hours after she got home from work. She was a nurse for 12 years and worked with fentanyl daily. She had to take a drug test for her job. She was found with multiple injection sites that were all the same color and in the places that she wouldn't have been able to reach herself. Both of her hands, front and back, were severely bruised. Her feet had multiple injection sites and other bruises that were all the same color. According to nurses that we have spoken to, they have spoken to, there is no way that she could have worked a 12-hour shift with her feet in that condition after viewing the photos that that they have. Interesting. Do we have access to those photos or no? I don't have those photos. Um, I will post their Facebook page, Mm -hmm. Instagram. They have a TikTok there's also a change.org that I'm going to be posting. Okay. There, there's, there's way more to this. Okay. There were no marks in between her toes. And they have Jeez. photos to prove that. If she was trying to hide right. a drug addiction. Yeah. If she was. Right. She's going to do it there. Right. Yeah, I know and that I, just from watching movies and shit. Yes. I mean, I cannot talk about drug use like that because I would have no idea besides is Intervention still a show? Fuck if I know. I used to watch that. <laughs> I have no idea. Mm, still. It, like I get chills just thinking of putting a needle in your body. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it. All of her prescription medications were perfect to date according to one of the investigators working this case. I should be like numbering these. So that was number eight. I apologize. Number nine. Her husband's story changed three times that day. Brittany was there and witnessed it herself. Number 10. She had a life insurance policy through her employer. Number 11. Her husband was listed as a first beneficiary to that life insurance policy, which makes sense. Right. Spouses normally are. Number 12. She was found with an 18-gauge needle. There were needles of various sizes found at the scene that were unopened. However, the only type of needle near her body was 18 gauge. Okay. Number 13. She never had a history of using recreational drugs ever. Number 14. All family members of the husband's side, including one local deputy who was also a family member, were allowed in the home during this investigation and never asked to leave. Number 15, the husband was never questioned or interrogated and refused to let them take his phone or search his truck. Number 16, the evidence from the scene was removed from the home by the husband and his family while the first responders were there. Mm -hmm. I feel like these are all just red flags and not, I mean, facts, but red flags. Red flag number 17, the husband had his own black latex gloves that were found in this bag of evidence that the family removed from the home. Number 18, there were at least three body cams on officers that worked the scene. I guess that's not a red flag, that is a fact. Uh, Number 19, the authorities have not yet determined 100% where the two empty vials of fentanyl came from. 
Okay. Number 20. We are shown by an employee from Princeton what the vials from Princeton, the medical hospital she worked at, looked uh-huh. like at the time of her death. And they did not look anything like the ones found in the home. Huh. Which they have an update about Princeton, um, about the fentanyl, okay. which I'll get to. Uh, number 21. Her coworkers stated that they did not see any unusual bruises or marks on her body during her shift on March 2nd, 2020. These facts are from law enforcement, camera footage, photos, friends, and coworkers of Brianna. Now, they do have an anonymous tip line set up. Um, if you have any information, if you've heard Stephen talk, anything, it's the number is 205-282-0740. About Princeton's protocol for fentanyl. To pull anything controlled, you have to log in with your fingerprint and count before you pull a vial. If the count is off, you have to go through pharmacy to fix any discrepancy. Once you give the amount needed, which is the fentanyl, mm-hmm. I guess to a patient, the Pyxis keeps up with any waste. To waste the med, you must have another nurse watch you waste it in the correct place and use both fingerprints to the Pyxis to confirm waste. So basically, it's impossible to stick a couple of vials in your pocket and walk out of the hospital, then take them home with you. Mm. Which is what they're making it like. Plus, the vials don't match Princeton's anyway. Correct. They do not match at all. All right. So with all the red flags that we've listed and facts, Mm -hmm. still not pointing any fingers at anybody, but it just seems super suspicious that somebody who everyone had said was would never do drugs Mm -hmm. would be found dead from an overdose of fentanyl of all things Mm -hmm. with needles that just don't fit the description of being used for drugs. What did you say? They were 18? 18 and 25 is what were found. But in the bathroom where Brianna was found, there was an 18 gauge needle again, which is used for transferring from one vial to another, not injecting into your arm. So that's probably why she had so many bruises because they're probably just stabbing her. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm uh, okay right. again. You, you, allegedly, not allegedly, not pointing any fingers. That's a, we're just trying to help them mm-hmm. get this information out because this family deserves justice. Yeah, because this is definitely sketchy. Very sketchy. But that's why when they emailed us, because they did email us at podcast at hometownhomicide.com and I was like wow this is interesting and they're getting there is a change.org petition that you can sign to help oh, them right. get their the the autopsy report yeah because they are just not helping them in any way over there in Blount County apparently like I don't understand how them I mean obviously they don't have the autopsy report but the medical examiner ruled it an overdose but like had no input about all these needle marks and the bruises on her. Like, that doesn't yeah. fucking make sense. Here oh, is the... <clears throat> the auto- Not the autopsy. <laughs> oh, the... Cause of death. Yes. So, accident. Syringistic effects of multiple drugs. Which most of them were prescription of hers. 
mm-hmm. but fentanyl. Yeah, that's yeah. So that autopsy is what the family wants to see because that's going to probably answer a lot of questions. I feel like, mm-hmm. and I feel like from looking at it from an outsider, they're hiding it. Yeah. To have that many bruises in places that were fresh from like that day, it just it doesn't add up. The math is not mathing. Right. Too many red flags in this. Way too many red flags, as Spotted Killer always says in hers, mm-hmm. red flag. And this yeah. is just littered with red flags. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you wanted to be with someone else, there's other Which ways to do it than three days later, right? Two days. Two days later. And he was caught cheating on Brianna with the same person before they got married. So she caught him cheating, but they worked it out, got married, and that is who was... Well, okay, so eventually she moved in anyway. I was going to say, was it was he seen, like, with her? Like, ooh? Or just yes. like, okay. I mean, not that that's... I mean, and it I'm could be saying, rumors, like, too. Maybe it could have been, like, a friendship, like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, and then it, like, blossomed or some shit. No. But... Allegedly, Stephen... Also had an affair with a lady who was a pharmacist. So you would think that would be an easy way to get fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And to add to that, his girlfriend also worked at a hospital. So not the same hospital as Brianna. So if that fentanyl doesn't match Princeton, which hospital does it match? Does it match the one that his girlfriend Worked at, and, I, and they're saying as worked, not works at. Her name is Stacy. Also, the pharmacist's name is Stacy. Um, and more and more people are coming forward two years later, and still no criminal proceedings pending at this time. Yeah, I was just reading that. Tweet this is to literally us. Live, live action, live action update. <laughs> I'm from Brittany, um, Brianna's sister on, on Twitter. So, um, yeah, just wanted to share that, that he allegedly had an affair with a pharmacist who could have got fentanyl. Also the girlfriend that he's now with, who he had an affair, cheated on Brianna with before worked at a hospital where the fentanyl could have came from. Mm-hmm. Let's match this fentanyl up with something and see where it came from. And she just tweeted at us, too, that if if we only had the lot numbers. Because, yeah, if, if they had the bottles with lot numbers on them, they could see where the fentanyl bottles got, like, dispersed to per the lot. But well, I don't know how that works. So. They had to get rid of, they had to get rid of the, uh, the bottles and stuff. There's some very fucked up shit in the timeline on the the website for sure. That's very sketchy. Right. And that website, um, when I was doing the research, looks like it's from another podcaster. He put it together for them. I was gonna say it I, it wasn't like very nice website. website. But yeah, this as we were scroll or I was scrolling through here. I, I found like, that oh. what did, I don't know where I found that website. I know it was on one of their pages and it took me there and then it's like this was information provided by, you know, the family and whatnot. But again, this is 
I mean, everything that I found is from the Facebook Justice for Brianna Noonan, Nugent Nix, excuse me. Um, they do have a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I will post all the links so you guys can follow along with this case. And if you can please do one thing to help out this family is go to thechange.org, which I will post as well, and sign the petition. What? Okay. Why did he even mention anything about the bathtub? I don't know. It shows here. Husband stated that the wife was in the bathtub on the 911 call. It says, comment, female passed out in the bathtub, but they found her on the floor with Which the I'm... needle underneath her arm. Which I'm sure he would credit that to... Pulling her out and trying to resuscitate nope. or something. They never once tried CPR. Even the uncle who was... Like he admitted that he didn't try to... None of them tried CPR. Okay. From okay. the interviews that I've listened to, the CPR was not started. If I am wrong, someone can please correct me, let me know. Mm -hmm. But the uncle who wasn't investigating the case, but he was there, I... From what I remember listening to, did not start CPR. Isn't that like practically in an oath or some shit that you would take as a police officer? I think even if like, or if you know, you know CPR if you're certified in CPR, which you have to be, obviously mm -hmm. in that position. Mm -hmm. You, if anyone is needing it, you like, I think legally have you, to. That's what I mean. Like, don't you like? Isn't that part of your kind of? Deal Whether you were on duty or not, like even if you were there and, and helping and all that, right? And he was there in his uniform. He wasn't off duty. Now, now, I don't know if he was actually on duty, but he was in police clothes. Now, even if he was in plain clothes and just there, he still, I think, legally has to at least perform CPR. I could be. I don't know the laws. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know, but, but I'm I mean, pretty even sure if not you do. legally. If you fucking know how, why aren't you trying? I wonder what kind of legal action the family could take to get a fucking copy of his phone records to see how how long before, like when he called his fucking uncle and shit, his mom and dad, yeah, that, um, all them. The other thing too, they did like they asked for his phone and he denied, which. At that point, get a warrant? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know how, like, what they would need to get a, a warrant. No fingerprints on the vials or anything? They didn't take that because um, the family took the evidence out of the house. Oh, right. So they've been trying to contact... The DA. Yeah. Where they're at, maybe Blount County. Mm. Um, and apparently, so someone tagged the DA. The DA removed the tag from the post and then blocked that person. Of course. So the share wouldn't show. Mm. Apparently, that public official is not allowed to block anyone. Mm. Interesting. Did not know that. I don't know either. So they're asking people to keep like contacting them, but I guess this DA keeps 
shoving, like pushing them off. Doesn't want to just push them to the side. Hmm. They, they want answers. And I don't yeah. blame them. Oh, shit. Sent me, right? And, you know, the fact that they sent this and then that um, other case where that um, other girl was found unresponsive after her bumble date. Oh, yeah. And that came back. Her toxology report came back fentanyl as well. Yeah, and... Not that they it matters, but... They didn't question the Bumble date because he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. But they're, they're not questioning the husband, and he literally is telling people, like, yeah, she had a drug problem that she was hiding. So if anyone knows anything... <sighs> I know there's a lot of podcasts that are covering this right now, but the word needs to get out there. Yeah, because I definitely super have never suspicious. heard of it. It's not that old. And I hadn't heard of it until they emailed us, so thank you so much for emailing that to us. Yeah. Super appreciate it. We will share the shit out of it to get some, hopefully get some momentum. We will definitely put that all over Twitter. Anyone has any information regarding what happened to Brianna Nugent Nix, please, please report that to the anonymous tip line 205-282-0740. To wrap all of this up, um, since we are a podcast supporting other podcasts, um, shout out again to How to Spot a Killer. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Her personality is really showing in her <laughs> her episodes, which are great. Mm-hmm. We've, um, uh, we've I mentioned on on the Twitter the other day that we should do a a collab. Call it How to Spot a Hometown Homicide Killer. Or <laughs> well, how? Yeah, I, I, I did see that and. <laughs> So I was like, well, and then I, duh, dawned on me that she ends hers with stay safe as well. And I'm like, oh my God, it's meant to be. Yeah, that would be fun. She, mm-hmm. yeah, she's a great supporter. She follows us on the TikTok now. So mm-hmm. I've been posting some TikToks on my page. Um, if you want a good laugh, go over to my TikTok. I can post it on Instagram. I mean, not Instagram, Twitter, because that's mm-hmm. where we're the most active. Um but, yeah, TikTok really doesn't like to push out our our videos about murder for some reason. Mm, it's just weird. weird. So if you want to, you can go to my TikTok, which is Asher underscore Larson. Sarah has a TikTok, too. She's more TikTok famous than I am. Uh, I mean, just... I. I had something go semi-viral about a suggestion for a freaking derp derp. What's that called? Sign language. I see. Yeah. American sign language sign. I didn't know I was violating rules by suggesting it, but it was just an innocent suggestion. Mm-hmm. And then I had one go semi-viral about my cats. So, you know, um, what am, what's my handle? Sarah Marie 49. Yeah. Um, and then also oh, another shout out is, uh, the Jury Room podcast. Um, they have been actually very helpful on Twitter on trying to help diagnose the sound. Because uh, I was very, very, very frustrated because we're, we're working on the sound, but we got some new stuff coming. Yes, I had to do some deep diving investigation on what the fuck was going on and... Um, Yes, I have some resolutions to that. So we're 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 on the way. We're getting there. So yeah, check out the Jury Room podcast um because they were very helpful like 
the sweetest message. Like, I'd like to help you guys out. I'm like, thank you. So check them out because we are not here to bash any other podcast. We're here to help and support each other, which I love, love the podcast community, which I said on Twitter, you guys are amazing, um, we, which, you know, they support us. We support them. Mm-hmm. Which I I love because I've I have new podcasts added to my list now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it's been awesome this whole podcast journey. And for anyone who is still listening to us with our ups and downs of sound, we appreciate you so much. The other thing, um, we have Patreon as yeah. well. Pa- Hometown Homicide podcast on Patreon. We do have a new level which is the dollar level. Mm-hmm. So you can get our episodes earlier. If you want to help support us, that'd be awesome. But Patreon is out there. Also, we have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at hometown homicide podcast. And then Twitter, come join the conversation. Come have fun with us on Twitter. Cause we've been having a lot of fun on Twitter is at Ope murder and our website, hometownhomicide.com. So, you can find all those links on our links in bio. And this is a fun little thing about our analytics. We had someone in Hawaii and in Zambia, the country of Zambia in Africa. Yeah. So that's exciting. We're getting, we're getting around. So again, thank you for sticking with us. And it's been, it's been amazing so far. And we hit two th- over 2,000 downloads the other day. We did. Now, I did read something on Twitter about what is the cringiest thing people can say in a podcast oh, when yeah, it's about I their downloads. Sure. But you know what? Fuck them. Go us. You don't need to listen. Out of ourselves. So we, we want to be yes, happy about Yes, we do it. celebrate our milestones, and everyone should celebrate their milestones. Don't listen to grumpy old men on the... Not, not just men. Grumpy old people in general. Debbie Downers. Debbie Downers. But anyways, yeah, so thank you so much. We are going to work on making this even better. Yes. I forgot to mention earlier. Sorry, I know. One other thing. I forgot to mention earlier the whole Travis Haley blunder. There is a link that I'll get in the show notes to if you are so inclined to. It's kind of like a GoFundMe, but it's not GoFundMe. It's a different website to donate any money towards family to help with funeral costs or, you know, whatnot. I'll put that in there, too. And don't forget the giveaway on YouTube. Oh, yeah. We're at 47. Uh, we're at 46 now. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Obviously, someone listens. Somebody didn't like it. They watch a video, and they're like, nope, I'm out. Fucking bitches. Whatever. Do you. Anyways, uh, we are at 46. Um, once we hit 100, our first milestone. And we'll give some other merch away at other milestones so people have other yeah. opportunities. But when you do follow, make sure you do comment on a, one of the videos. Let us know so you can be entered. And our merch is pretty cool. Yeah. I hate to toot our own horn, but you saw the, the, hat. the hat Sarah posted. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a couple more samples of stuff and whatnot. But yeah. Uh, I'll be one of the first to represent, you know. But yes, anyway, guys, remember we want to tell stories to you, not about you. So stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide. Bing, bing.